You're listening to the Savvy Social Podcast, the show for budding entrepreneurs who want to understand the how and the why of social media marketing. I'm your host, Andrea Jones. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to episode number 23 of the Savvy Social Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the basics of building a social media sales funnel. And I really want to focus in on how you get strangers to buy from you. That's essentially what we're trying to do when we're building our businesses. It can be a tough, tough challenge to conquer. So today, I'm hoping to uncover some of my secrets to the social media sales funnel. They're not secrets because I'm sharing them today. Um Just a quick note that I will be talking about this very same topic in a Twitter chat on December 11th at 12 p.m. Eastern Time with VC Buzz. There's going to be a link to um, join us for that chat in the show notes, so make sure to check it out, and I hope to see you on Twitter hanging out with me on December 11th. Now let's talk about the social media sales funnel. I actually don't like the word sales funnel. I think of it more as a pathway, but we'll use sales funnel because that's, you know, common, common knowledge. It's a word that everyone uses. So I don't know about you, but I can't remember a time ever where I logged on to Facebook or Instagram and I saw an ad and then I bought instantly from that ad. I think that's a rarity, and I think that's something that we need to consider when we're thinking about getting strangers to buy from us. It is a very rare um, uh, thing that happens when someone sees one of our posts and goes, yes, I want to buy that instantly, and then they buy it. it. There's definitely a pathway from that initial attraction to what you offer to them giving you money for things. Um, and so some of these pathways can look different to different people. I just want to use one example today of one that has worked on me. So I love Old Navy. I have shopped, I've actually never shopped at Old Navy until the past, I want to say, three years. Um, Just because I thought it was, you know, their branding. I don't know. I saw the stores uh, in the malls and stuff, and I was like, eh, not for me. But I guess I'm fully coming into my soccer mom look, and I fully uh, accepted my love for Old Navy. Um, This is how they got me, though. I saw one of their social media posts or an ad or something like that. And I went on their website and I looked around. I was like, oh, these are very affordable, like basics. This is great. I didn't buy anything, but I saw they had a little discount. I think it was like 10% off if you signed up for their newsletter. So I signed up, never used that 10% off, by the way, but I signed up to their newsletter. And then they emailed me. Uh, probably, they email probably like twice or three times a week. And I open a good majority of them, not gonna lie. And then I go and I look at the things. And a couple times a year, they get me. And I'm okay with that. They have like, you know, buy one, get one off sweaters or buy one, get one free sweaters, buy one, get one 50% off jeans, whatever it is. By the way, I don't know what they're doing to their jeans, but they have this one line of jean and it's the only one in the world that I found that fits me. And it's great. Now, I love a good bargain. I'm a bargain hunter. I used to have a fashion blog. I've worked with brands like Goodwill and Giant Tiger here in Canada when I had my fashion blog. I understand how these things work, but they still get me. Old Navy. I give them my money because I like what they do. Now, do I think their emails are annoying? No, I actually like them because sometimes I'm like, oh, I was just thinking about buying sweaters and now they're giving me a discount. So yes, I will give them my money for the things. And that's how you have to think about it with your audience as well. And I was actually having this conversation with one of the students inside of the Savvy Social School. 
we were talking about how sometimes when we send emails, it feels a little icky, or sometimes when we ask people for money for the things that we do, it can feel kind of odd. And so I want to kind of take that odd feeling and transform it today when we talk about our sales funnels. Now, there's a few steps to the sales funnels, and um, not every person is going to go through these steps, but the majority of people go through step one, and the fewest people go through step four. So keep that in mind as we go through these steps. All right. The first step to the social media sales funnel is that initial attraction. So with my Old Navy story, it was when I saw that very first ad for Old Navy, even though I've seen them a million times before, something about that first one that I don't remember hooked me. So you need to have something that hooks your people in. Do not assume they're going to buy with that first initial post, that initial ad, because like I said, most of us, we don't buy things from seeing it one time. So that initial attraction is very, very important. And a lot of us do that by using organic social media or paid social media marketing strategies, okay? So this is your initial hook. But notice this is just one of four steps. This is just the first step in creating your social media sales funnel, that initial attraction. The second step is building trust. And this step is that one that we often neglect because we think our products are great, which they are, but people, they don't know you. They're strangers and you're a stranger to them. They don't know your business. And we've all been burned before by buying weird things online that didn't turn out as great as we thought they would. So most of us in online businesses, we have to convince people that we are the real deal. We have to show them that this isn't just a flash in the pan. We have to show them that we have an actual business here and we provide great services or products for our clients and customers. And that step takes some time. It's building trust. You can do this in a number of ways. You can um, have client reviews or clients be able to review you publicly. Um, Amazon does this really well with their review section. So before I buy something, you better bet I'm looking at those reviews to see how other people liked that thing. Um, You can do this by sending out an email sequence that tells um, your potential buyer what you're all about. Um, You can give them a behind-the-scenes look. You can share um, some objections that people commonly have and then, you know, share your answer to those objections. There's a number of things that you can do with email marketing to build trust. You can also build trust through your social media posts. So if someone is initially attracted to what you do and they follow you on social media, that's a really great opportunity for you to showcase what you do and give them a little taste of what being in your world is like, whatever that means for you. So even if it's not something that you're initially selling, even if all you want is their attention, you're still asking for a lot because there's a lot of things we can give our attention to. Um, I'm thinking specifically about podcasters. I work with a lot of podcasters, and we're asking a lot when we ask someone to listen to our podcast. It's a, it's a commitment. They could be listening to any number of podcasts. Why would they choose yours? So really think about that commitment that you're asking for them uh, from them and, and think about what's in it for them and use that time time to build trust with them. Show them that you are an authority, you know what you're talking about, you know what you're doing, and then they'll, you know, have a chance to move on to step number three, which is becoming a buyer or a listener in the podcasting case. Um, 
So in order to get people to buy from you, you have to have step one, the initial attraction, and step two, building the trust. And then they buy from you. But I talked about this in the relationship marketing episode, I believe that was episode number 20, um, that you don't want to just stop with that initial buy. A lot of people are repeat customers, and especially when you're talking about something like building a blog or a podcast or a YouTube channel, you really want people to stick in it for the long run. So it's not, it doesn't just end with them buying into you one time. They really need to buy into you and be committed for a while in order for this to work out for you. So think about some ways that you can encourage people not to just buy once, but to continue buying. So with the Old Navy example, uh, Old Navy didn't just stop emailing me once they sold me something once. That actually indicated to them I'm super interested and they send me all the best deals. That's what I think in my head anyways. They probably send them to everyone, but... I love Old Navy. Um, So if you're a podcaster, for instance, you don't just want someone to listen to one episode. You want them to listen to all of the episodes. But in order to do that, you need to make sure that you are continually posting about all of your episodes, current episodes, and past episodes. You can't assume that everyone coming into your world has started from the same spot. Some people may come in at episode 25. Some people may come in on episode 100. Treat them all like special individual um, instances and give them reasons to go back and listen to episodes in the past, as well is to continue listening to you uh, for the future. All right, so we have our initial attraction as step number one. Step number two is to build trust. Step number three is that they buy from you. And then step four, I love step four, is become an advocate. I have become an Old Navy advocate because I love their products. They're affordable. The jeans fit me. Their sweaters are nice. I keep buying. I'm an Old Navy advocate. If somebody asked me about Old Navy, I'd say, yeah, buy from Old Navy. And you want to build advocates for your audience as well. Like I said, it doesn't stop with step three. It doesn't stop with the buying phase. You want to continue that pathway to that person becoming an advocate. So it can look like a number of different things. Advocates share your content on social media. Advocates spread the word about your podcast with their friends and family. Advocates write reviews for you on Amazon and on TripAdvisor. Advocates are the buyers that pay for themselves, essentially. They bought from you and they're getting other people to buy from you as well. So remember, Not everyone is going to go through every stage of this pathway, every part of this funnel. Not everyone who who has that initial traction will buy from you. And that's really important to remember. I often use the analogy of dating and, uh, I'll use it again because I love it. It's so good. It just works, you guys. So dating, not every single person you date is going to hop into bed with you. I'm sorry. It's true. It just happens. Some people do. Some people don't. Some people do it right when they see you. That's fine. It's rare. It's fine. Uh, Most people, they need to be dated a little bit. They need to be wooed. They want to uh, have a little conversation first. Maybe meet your family before getting married. Okay, I've taken this analogy too far now, but I think you get the point. The point is not everyone who goes through your first step of your sales pathway will turn into a buyer. And you have to be okay with that. 
Don't focus on the people who don't become buyers. Focus on the people who do. That's my big advice for today. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. For links and everything we talked about, please check out the show notes by visiting SavvySocialPodcast.com. And don't be afraid to continue the conversation. I'd love to have you inside of the Facebook group. You can search for us on Facebook or simply go to SavvySocialCrew.com. See you there. Bye for now.